This is T.M. Camp, and you're listening to the podcast of my novel, Assam and Darjeeling. Book 3, Chapter 13 I'm cold, G said. They'd been walking for a number of hours. No one had spoken much, not since the spider, not even Edgar. A thick mist clung low to the ground, enveloping them and making it impossible to have any sense of how far they'd gone. They followed the river, of course. Edgar led the way, with G next and her brother following after. She kept her eyes on the ground, the sound of water on one side, silent mist on the other. G placed her bare feet exactly into the footprints that Edgar left behind. His steps were so regular and even that she had to glance up to make sure he was really there. But even in the dim shape moving in front of her was little comfort for long. She couldn't shake the feeling that she was alone, following her own footprints in circles through the mist, like Pooh and Piglet hunting heffalumps. She looked back at her brother, little more than a shadow in the mist behind her. She strained for a glimpse of his face so familiar and safe. There, a blur resolved itself into those features she'd known her whole life, and she sighed, safe again. G stared back down at her feet once more, watching them rise and fall in the pale mud. She'd lost her boots during the chase through the marsh, and she was regretting not going back for them. I'm cold she said again. She'd been cold for a while now, but it was finally time she decided to mention it. Her feet and toes had gone numb a while back before. She knew that eventually they would fall off. She realized she wasn't walking anymore. Her feet wouldn't move. They were blocks of ice too heavy to lift, like her head. She swayed and a shape rose up and caught her as she fell her brother's breath a warm blast of summer on her cheek. I'm cold, she said again. Is it cold? Why is it so cold? We should stop and rest. Assam helped her sit down. Whatever you say, Edgar sat down heavily across from them. Assam stared at her feet. What happened to your boots? She shrugged. I lost them in the swamp, chasing that girl. You should have told us we could have gone back for them. She shook her head. We have to keep moving. We couldn't go back with that man following us. Edgar said nothing. Assam scratched his head, irritated with her and with himself for not noticing sooner. Here. He took off his coat and then his sweater. He wore a t-shirt underneath, which he removed and then carefully tore into two sections. What are you doing? she asked. You need something on your feet, he told her, carefully wrapping them in the sections of the shirt and tying them off. How does that feel? Better? G nodded. He put his sweater and coat back on. Well, see how they hold up. What do you think, Edgar? The boy's face was little more than a thumbprint smudge in the mist. What? 
he said. He sounded young. He sounded tired. This was new to G. She stared at him, trying to read his face in the fog. What? he asked again. Nothing. She realized that she felt a little sorry for him. He seemed so alone. She wondered what it felt like to be that alone. How old are you? It was hard to tell if his eyes were open or closed, but the sigh he let out sounded very tired indeed. A little older than my teeth, he said, but not as old as my tongue. How long have you been here? He was quicker with his answer this time. Long enough to know my way around. She nodded, as though he had said something useful. How did you come here? What you mean? How did you find this place? I just started walking and... He broke off. Uh-huh. It was a long time ago. How long? Assam asked. G couldn't tell if Edgar was smiling or not, but something in his face and his voice changed. I've no clue, he said. None. None at all. Far too long, let's say. Why don't you leave then? G asked. He stood up. Well, sometimes it's not so easy to leave a place. It can be harder than you think. He rubbed his hands together and blew on them. Might as well keep moving, he told them. It's going to get colder, and walking's the only way we have to keep ourselves warm. Assam and G rose reluctantly. Why is it so cold here? the boy asked. Edgar didn't answer at first. Then, quietly, he said, This is what it feels like when love is betrayed. He started walking. Assam looked at his sister and then they followed after him. What did he say? G asked. This is the point where love and loyalty lose all their heat, Edgar said in the mist. After that, there wasn't much else to say. But Edgar was right. It did get much colder. You've been listening to Assam and Darjeeling, written and read by the author, T.M. Camp. A new chapter from the book is available each week, free to download at the iTunes Store. To find out more about Assam and Darjeeling, to read my weblog, or to send me your questions and feedback, visit my website at tmcamp.com. I hope to hear from you. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you soon.
This podcast was written, performed, and produced by TN Camp and may not be copied, distributed, transcribed, or otherwise reproduced without his express written permission. Even listening to the damn thing is probably illegal these days. In fact, you should stop right now, just in case the feds are closing in on you. I'd wipe your hard drive, too, just to be safe. You don't want them to find all those Firefly episodes you downloaded from BitTorrent, do you? Wait, did you hear that? Just outside the window? I think it was one of their robotic hounds. The new models have night vision, you know. And now they see everything. Oh my god, I think... I think they might already be in the house.